we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Prior to the shooting incident, officers also responded to a call with regards to stunt driving that had been occurring on Young Street shortly before 6 a.m. The vehicles and occupants of the vehicles involved in this stunt driving call were also in front of 7 Charles Street at the time of this shooting incident. And there is a possibility that this incident has occurred as a result of a road rage. That's Toronto Police in the last 15 minutes giving us an update on what possibly could be the motive of this double shooting that happened. Young M. Bloor just after 6 a.m. on this Monday morning. The man and woman said to be in stable but serious condition both in their 20s. And as you hear, it could have been linked to some kind of road rage incident. And of course, this comes on the heels of the murder of 44-year-old Carolina Hubner Makura. A mom to two young girls celebrated her ninth anniversary just one week ago and was killed in crossfire of some kind of fight near a safe injection site in Leslieville, which is a few steps away from where her daughter was going to daycare. Her family says she was out going to get something to eat, but local residents also report that in the last six months they've seen an increase of violence, theft, A lot of um, bad behavior, fighting over this safe supply turf. And so are we surprised this happened? We should be absolutely livid that this happened. But again, it seems to be becoming normalized. But uh, are we at the point now where as just a regular old person, you can't walk anywhere without fear? Let me bring in Dave Perry, former homicide cop, watching all of this unfold. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thoughts? Um... Over the last uh, four days, I guess, what are your thoughts? Horrified, uh, not shocked, not surprised. It is unfortunate that these kinds of shootings are happening everywhere in our cities around the GTA. And, you know, I, I guess we're getting to the point, as you said, where it's starting to feel normalized. But I'm guessing that the entire city of Toronto and all the communities surrounding Toronto are mourning for this young woman who lost her life and her, her family. But you know, something's got to change here, Alex. You and I have talked about this often, and boy, it's it's time for an all-out war against the gangs out here in, in the city so to stop some of this. Yeah, I, I just don't know what the turning point is going to be. I kind of, I, I thought maybe the two girls shot in the playground, that would be a turning point. You think Jane Kariba would be a turning point. You see all these points, and you think, okay, now's the turning point. This can't stand, and, and maybe Caroline will be the turning point, and then we just don't do anything. I mean, we have heard not one word day from any politician or official, not one word about this. And so 
If you can't walk around Leslieville, which is gentrified, um, you know, we, they know, we know they've got a safe injection site that has become a real problem. And I don't know how much of this is a turf war, but we know that there are gangs going down and taking the safe supply off the street and it's causing, uh, you know, violence around the area. But I mean, the one big thing, and, and I have been covering crime in, in this city since I was in my 20s and I'm not in my 20s anymore. And when it came to violent gun crime, certainly you could count on Regent Park being one area and then, um, you know, Finch area, Jane and Finch became the other area. But that's not, that's not the reality in Toronto anymore. There is gun violence all over the city. And uh, there is no time of day. There is no dangerous. It's not just on the weekends. It's, it's all over the place. And that is, I think, in large part because of the policies where we don't card. And, you know, you can criticize it and you can come up for reasons why it's not okay. But also you've got to say, well, could we improve the program? You know, because we've lost a ton of intelligence and um, investigative tools to be able to make sure that we're following the activities of street crime and gun crime and gang crime. You lose a lot of that intelligence. But the bigger thing, um, and certainly the intelligence is important, but the other thing is when you don't have to worry about whether the gun you have or the weapon you have is going to be caught on you, then you're going to take it wherever you go. And then if you get into an altercation in Leslieville, so be it. Good to have you back. Sorry, Dave. That's Monday for you. My apologies. That's okay. All right. Let's uh, just talk a little bit um, about the fact that, you know, we have seen this. And, and certainly when you were on the beat back in the day, these were Regent Park and these were Jane and Finch issues. These are 24-7 now at every corner of the city. And we seem to be going backwards on this. Yeah, we are going backwards. And, <clears throat> you know, the statistics on violent crime only paint a partial picture. And sometimes those statistics would tell us that homicide rates are down, shootings perhaps are down, you know, or at least they're not increasing, you know, to the numbers that we would think. But you have to think about what's reported, what's unreported. And I, I suspect there's a lot of unreported crime happening. And uh, really, I, the benchmark is how people are feeling. And everybody I'm talking to today is not feeling safe. They're not feeling safe in their homes and on their streets and in their communities. To me, that's the measuring stick we need to use. Yeah, I mean, well, we learn in the TTC stabbing, accused on bail. Now we've got three men at large, armed, no idea who they are. I'll put my money on it now that uh, they're known to police to some capacity, maybe on bail. I don't know. But I do think, you know, when, when the new pre, uh, you know, mayor-elect, uh, Olivia Chan, she's not started the job officially, but when she comes out and says, you know, she's looking into things like um, social workers, you know, private uh, guards, that kind of thing. We don't have a lot of time, Dave, to get this toothpaste back in the tube. And I just, social workers can be a part of it, but they're not going to solve this. They're not going to stop it. No, and we should never put people who aren't police officers in in that kind of danger where they're expected to go in and defuse situations where people are so violent and so bent on using whatever means, as we saw in the subway attack, you know, a knife-wielding man that not only, you know, was involved in an altercation in such a public place, but, you know, chased down the victim and continued his attack. And, well, you don't want to ever put a social worker in that problem. That's where the police need to be in. And, you know, what? quite, quite frankly, we need, we need to stop as, as a police community. We need to stop apologizing for doing our job. The, the police are there for a reason. Uh, our streets have gotten so violent. You can only expect that violent interactions between gang members and the police are going to become more common. Mm-hmm. And as unfortunate that is, and the fact that there could be people who 
you know, are are the subject to deadly force by the by the police. But we need to have have a quick look at that and, and just clearly understand that that's going to happen. You know, if if there were police officers on site when these these three were mixing it up down in Leslieville, mm-hmm. you know, something really bad would have happened. But hopefully, uh, a death of an innocent citizen walking down the street would have been avoided. Well, I mean, if the politicians are going to insist that we have safe injection sites, then they have to be policed, and you don't want to put the police in that uh, you know situation. However, it's clear that it's drawing a criminal element, and and crime goes up when you have them around. And why it would be in the middle of Leslieville near a daycare is so ridiculously beyond me. I just can't make sense of it. Well, it's funny that, you, that we use the term safe injection. Yeah, well, it's an oxymoron. Right? I mean, yeah. it is, and it's it's safe for perhaps the people that are injecting drugs, very dangerous One drugs. time, yeah. One, and then, and then uh, you know, the workers there are allowing them to leave that those sites, you know, extremely high, you know, intoxicated through the drugs and to, to go out and wander the streets. And, and it's the rest of us that, that pay the price for all of that. And that, that also attracts the homeless element. And we have homelessness, you know, building up around, you know, daycares and other places that are used by the public on a regular basis, by children, by families. And, you know, we only have to look right across North America to know that this is really the wrong direction. Mm. You know, we need, we need to start, you know, it, back to, you know, some strategic enforcement and making sure that the courts then hold these criminals accountable and keep keep them in custody. They've got to be held in custody on violent crimes. You got a gun in your hand? Yeah. I mean, that's good enough. There's, yeah. There should be there should be no no chance at bail. You should be straight to jail until your trial. You know, if you're convicted, continue with a, a stiff sentence that will send a direct message. But we sent the opposite message over the last five or ten years, where yeah. criminals know that if they get caught with a gun, even if they use that gun, there's a high likelihood that they're going to get bail, and well, that's just that's just feeding into everything we're seeing. Yeah, and quickly because I've only got about thirty seconds left. I mean, a lot of this like carting, you get rid of it, might not have been perfect, but we're seeing weapons now in every corner of the city. Yeah, you know what? The police should be out doing what they're actually empowered to do which is to stop and investigate people and we need to stop apologizing for that kind of activity and you know get beyond this sensitive culture that we've developed and and just start knowing that the police are there to serve us all and to to make our communities safer and in you know the best way of doing that is if they see something suspicious stop and investigate and and not be the ones who are on the other end of you know, let's just say an oversight or an investigation because God forbid you stop somebody because you had a bad feeling about what they might be up to. We're more offended by that than a mother of two married. Exactly. All right, Dave. My heart goes out to this entire family. I can't even imagine what they're going through. No, it is not to be uh, imagined. Uh, Appreciate your time. Thanks, Dave. Always. Take care. That is Dave Perry joining us. And again, uh, there's got to be something because, again, we're not doing anything. At all. And with John Tory gone for the last four or five months, you know, it's just uh, expedited what we're already seeing. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone. And for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.